Things Podcast. Season, I'm not sure, episode, whatever. I'm Brittany. I'm Francesca. And I think it's like season four episode. What what episode of the of of the L word are we on? Four? Yes. So then it's episode five of season four for us. Cool. But it doesn't matter. We don't gotta even include that in the beginning. No one's counting. No, maybe Pluto. Just Pluto. Hi, Pluto. Hi, Pluto. We know you're gonna be the first listen today. <laughs> um, okay, so we are continuing this journey of watching the Elder Generation Q. Not even just without Tibet, but without that horror. Yes. Which, like I texted you the other day, this is basically a new show. Absolutely, I agree. Bet not being in the show has changed the entire dynamic. Yeah. Just period. Uh, Yeah, because Gen Q, I think we all... When Gen Q came back, I mean, I wasn't there for season one live, but when when Gen Q came back, everyone was like, okay with accepting Tina not being there. And like, we got used to it as much as we didn't like it. Like we got used to it. It was okay. Like it was, it was acceptable. Mm-hmm. Um, it was doable. It was bearable. Yeah. But not having Bet like to tie, like Bet is like the, she really became like the, the, you know, she is the heartbeat of the show. She's the soul. She's the thing that ties it all together. She's the nucleus. Nucleus? Yes. That's what, of the show. She is. And her not being there is strange. Yeah. And I also think it's important to note that there's been some scuttlebug on Twitter about this, you know, how now everybody is finally on the same page. The whole fandom is like pissed, right? That Bet isn't there and we're not getting to bet in every episode and da, 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 da. And let's set the record straight. Francesca <laughs> and I are not hags. We've never been on board with the hag train of Gen Q is not canon. We genuinely wanted to give Gen Q a chance. And now we're fucking pissed because the potential has been completely wasted. Yes. And I was talking to um, an IRL this week about certain things and I was saying that sometimes like I haven't really even been on Twitter because there's just it's not that Twitter's not fun and I I still love talking to everyone it's like I just don't have the same passion right now for the show because how many times are we going to all retweet the same gif the same edit and it's like I just like kind of ran out of things to talk about when it comes to the show yeah um I'm also incredibly busy in my personal life but I, I have just like I don't know what else to say other than me repeating myself or repeating someone else. And it's fine if other people are doing that. Like, that's just not how my mind works. Mm -hmm. And I was talking to her about that. And she basically was saying like, well, she's like, and she's like, also like a lot of people are being really negative, which is like, fine. Everyone has the right to like have their opinion. And she's like, you know, you're someone who's trying to like stay as positive as possible, even though you're incredibly disappointed. Yeah. And I said, yeah, I'm like really disappointed. And it's like been a bummer. And it's like, I think the way I'm processing it is like by taking like a step back because there's only so much I can do and say. Um, And it's like, fine. If people want to like rant and rave and say whatever they want to say, like, that's fine. I'm not like judging them because I absolutely agree with everyone. I'm just not going to say it because I would just exhaust myself. Um, I do think that there's some hags that are just like going overboard. And it's like, 
I'm tired for them. Yeah. Like, I think that's another thing. I'm like tired. I'm just tired because we really had such high hopes. And I tweeted even today, like we really thought we were going to have a full season of Tibet because that's kind of what they said. They, that's kind of what it's like sounded like it was going to happen. And we didn't get that at all. And then there was just blow after blow of like, oh, here's the end. This is it. We're going to wrap them up in two episodes and they're going to come back at the end. And it's like, I shouldn't just have to be thankful that the show came back. I shouldn't have to just be thankful that we're getting them in two more episodes. Like I shouldn't have to be thankful for that because what am I like? I don't owe the show anything. If anything, the, sh- the, the show owes us stuff. Mm-hmm. But we as viewers don't owe the show anything. We're just watching it. And we just want to feel represented and yeah. And, you know, there's, we've talked about it a little bit in past episodes, like there's some speculation that maybe there's some behind the scenes stuff that's gone on, which has led to Jennifer kind of taking a step back so abruptly, you know, Steffi just disappearing into thin air. Don't know. Steffi was I'm never on the show at this point. Like, <laughs> and she's like, oh, she's, she's Jenny Schechter at this point. So she's thriving though. Look at she, her go. Yeah. Um, another thing though that I saw today, this episode, um, it did have some of the feels of OG because Max came back. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll, we'll unpack all of that. But I saw something on Instagram today. It's a quote from when. Daniel C and um, Leo Shang went live. Did you see this quote that's been floating around? So I saw it on Instagram and this is Daniel C talking. And he said, at one point, Armand said, welcome back to your franchise as if it's Marvel or something. And I realized so much of what I experienced in the past was trying to prove I was part of something because they always tried to make it very clear that I wasn't really a cast member because I wasn't a woman. And, but these people, um, Nova, Armand, Jillian, Leo, they all just made it really clear that they were happy I was back. It was a dream. I mean, I cried several times. So that also makes me think that, um, well, it makes me feel bad for Daniel. Like if that's how he was being treated, not just on the show like as a cast member being playing max but if this was also what he was experiencing from the cast off screen yeah that's really interesting i didn't think about that like this is not a lot that is said about that because i mean when you look at promotional photos for the original max is never included daniel was never included um but then you think was daniel like get which it doesn't matter all that but like yeah you never I never thought about how did the cast treat Daniel and I guess I had suspected based just you know this is all based on like what I see on social media not many of them are following Daniel nor is Daniel following them I think might follow follow a couple of them but um that typically will just kind of show you like what was the the vibe like if they're even willing to follow one another on social media but also like it it makes me think if because of the past because of things like that if that is why the gap never could be bridged right so when I see Marja posting a lot about Gen Q 
she's rarely posting about anything having to do with the OGs ever. Yeah. Ever. Even though it's very clear, just looking at the ratings of the episodes for season three, that Tibet is the reason why there were such high ratings in episode one and two. But she'll never give credit where credit's due, right? Well, so, because MQ is her show and the OG show is a different show. Yeah. And you'll even see the OG people never talk about Marja. Never. I was thinking today, is there even a photo of Marja in like Jennifer anywhere? No. And any photo that Jennifer's posted from set in like a group setting, it's always been with Eileen. Even from when Laurel came back in season one. Yeah. Um, I don't know if there's season two photos with Eileen. And then we have the photos from season three. Like it's never. And I think Jennifer's really clever. And I think I've said this before in the way that she does not bring up Marja, but she, cause she doesn't want to talk poorly about her. And so we obviously don't know, but we know that we all know how kind of Jennifer's mind is. And like, if she doesn't have anything nice to say, she's not going to say it. Yeah. So she's saying with so little words, what she actually wants to say. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's true. I don't know that I've ever heard her say a bad thing about anyone publicly. No. But that's also how Jennifer Beals remains non-problematic, right? Like, the most I've ever seen her in the spotlight for was when she left her dog in the car in, you know, reasonably hot, it was hot in Canada. And um, they stopped her because somebody called about the dog being in the car and it was Jennifer's dog. Yeah, but I, I think also they didn't know the context of her getting out of the car. She went into like the laundry mat to pick up. Yeah. So yeah, it was like- But what I'm was saying is like, like, that's the extent of like her being messy, right? Yes. But yeah, never, that's all that people have on her is that, yeah. Yeah, she's just never in the press. So and if she is, it's never for anything negative. So anyway, um, I wanted to share that because I, I feel like um, that gave me a little bit more insight into the divide that seems pretty prevalent. Yeah, and I think too, like, obviously we can't, we don't know what happened back then, but also the only the only characters that really interacted with Max were, you know, Alice, Shane, Jenny. Bet and Tina never really interacted with Max. It wouldn't have made a lot of sense um, in that way. So I know like, so we have to just think like Leisha, Kate, and um oh. Jenny, what? um, Mia, <laughs> me and me, yeah, I'd like totally yeah. escaped me. Um, would probably be the people that had to like worked with Daniel the most. So I don't know, but it also, I, and I'm not like, I don't mean this in a shit talking way of like Leisha, but like Leisha did tell Laurel she wasn't allowed to be by. So yeah, yeah. Just think back to like th- that early 2000s and it's like people, people weren't educated enough. So who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. So season three, episode four, again, welcome to the new show, everyone, because this is different. Like, yeah. And I told you this too, like, I don't dislike it, but yeah. I feel like the, what, what they're trying to do now is what they failed to do very early on is really set apart these new cast members and let them stand on their own two feet. Mm-hmm. And they're just, they never put, an, I feel like they never put enough energy into that. Marja's biggest mistake was separating them due to an affair. Was it breaking up the group? 
that was her biggest mistake from the beginning was that she broke up that group. We could have been having group brunches with them. We had OG group brunches. Why couldn't we have, you know, new cast member group brunches? Like they could have, it could have been done so differently. I mean, and they were doing it even when Tina and Bet were on and off, on and off, on and off in the original series. And they were still collectively pretty much a group with the exception of season three when Laurel wasn't around as much. Tina wasn't around as much. Yeah. But even then, I mean, she was still around. Um, What's with season three and like Jennifer and Laurel just not being around? (laughs) Because, I mean, obviously Jennifer was pregnant for the original season three. So like her screen time was cut, so... But even so, she was in every episode. And I thought it was interesting that she was still number one this week on the, or on this episode of the, you know, when their names come up, what do you call that? Yeah, she might've went, when 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 she made that reference, it might not be so much in the credits, but more on like the call sheet. Mm-hmm. She still could be top build, but um, on the call, like on the call sheet and stuff, it's not going to be her necessarily. So we'll... We'll do it again this week, how we kind of did it last week, but we'll just kind of talk about each story. Um, yeah, that's smart. So Finley, Sophie, Danny, Broxy. This is a, once again, no one asked for Finley and Sophie to be on the screen so much, but of course that's what we get. <laughs> I do, I am intrigued by this new character, Roxy though. Yeah. Yeah, and I like this side of Danny. Me too. I think Roxy brings out a good side of Danny. Yes. Once you get past the bitterness of being a genie fan, I think we could all see the light a bit. And I loved Gigi on this show. Again, it feels like she was never there now. Like literally they just, she's in the dust. And I think that's another thing, like objectively when you're watching the show, like I need to move past the fact that like Bet, Tina, and Gigi are not there, and now I can enjoy the show. Like, I'm upset that they're not there, but I need to move, but in order for me to enjoy it, I need to move past the fact that they're not there. And the reality is, is we'll probably only have to deal with it for six more episodes, because I would be appalled if they got a season six, a season four. I would be so shocked if the show got renewed for a season four. Like, in my head, it's just not getting renewed. Like, Or it's going to be a season four disaster like season six was in the original like what the fuck am i watching this is a murder mystery where what exit did we get off here like what's going on the only reason why i don't hate the murder mystery as much as some people is because i thought it was so camp (laughs) (laughs) like also watching it like in 2021 it was just camp i was just like this is hilarious like this is giving this is giving so 2009. I love it. <laughs> Truly. It's just a chaotic mess. Oops. Yeah. I think watching it live, I would have been like, what the fuck is happening? Right. So basically Finley and Sophie are going through some shit this episode because Finley is still very much hung up on the fact, rightfully so, that Sophie slept with someone else while Finley was in rehab slash sober living. And so they're kind of sorting that out. One thing I did appreciate where there was some connection is this point about Sophie and Maribel's dad. They kind of tie that in together at the end, which I liked that. There's some crossover of storylines here, finally. We have a good lesbian daddy issue. Yep, exactly. So that's what a lot of the episode focuses on 
it's interesting to me that like we started the season with Danny just hating Finley and now they're just like cool but I think I don't really necessarily think that that's weird because I also we need to get into the timeline let me in 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 the next few minutes whenever we need to get into timeline when we talk about Angie we need to get into timeline of this um but my thing with with Finley and Danny is I don't I think Danny when she broke up with Gigi she kind of had like a come to Jesus moment and was just like I need to move on like these are my friends like we have this history together like why don't I go back to them while I'm grieving my relationship and just move on like because obviously Sophie and Finley are not breaking up anytime soon and it's just one of those things like I think she'd rather just have her friends than hold on to all this anger and I think she kind of hit like a limit of like reset and I think that Sophie and Danny are so much better suited as friends than as a couple Oh, 100%. I think it's just a much better fit. Yes. So, I also, oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Um, in, when, in season one, when I, and when I first started joining the fandom and talking to people, a lot of people said that in season one of Gen Q, they were setting Sophie up to be the Tina and Danny the bet. And I always said, no, I always disagreed. I always said Sophie was the bet. I always said Sophie was more of a bet, not career-wise, but more of like the emotional backstory trauma-wise, the serial cheating the not being able to the feelings and all that type of stuff I always I always felt like she was more of a bet in that way um and then Danny was definitely obviously Danny followed but in like a career-driven way but I never saw Sophie as a Tina yeah and I don't think that I think Danny is really just her own I I, I couldn't even compare it to any of the originals because I think she's just trying to find herself yeah so I, I guess if, if anyone, she would be more like Jenny, but she's not a bitch. So <laughs> yeah. just like trying to find her way, like who is she going to be with? What the hell is she going to do for her career? Because I feel like every other episode, she's got a new job. Um, and it was never an intention for the, for the new to be a mirror of the OG, but I think people right. kind of put people in buckets like Danny Bett, Sophie Alice, Finley Shane, yeah. But I don't I don't necessarily get all that sometimes. Yeah. No. Um, and so this Roxy character, this new character that's been introduced is an old friend of Danny and Sophie's and is coming to town to hang with Danny. And also Sophie catches on pretty quickly as they're spending time together that like uh Roxy's interested in Danny and Danny kind of takes a leap and invites Roxy back to her place, but then quickly realizes that she's not over Gigi because she finds on her experience. And I think that's like a moment that a lot of fans kind of wanted because I think, I know my one friend was watching the episode and like texting me about it and was like, why is Danny acting like she's so over Gigi all of a sudden? Like, this is so out of character, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, just wait, wait, wait. <laughs> yeah. And then you get to the end and it's like, Danny does have the breakdown. And I think that's true to real life where something bad happens to people and they're trying to brush it off, brush it off, brush it off, push it back, push it back until then they finally break down over it because they haven't had a chance to be upset. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. And Roxy is very interested in Danny and um, makes it clear like, 
heal your broken heart and we can do the damn thing basically <laughs> but you know is respectful that Danny is still getting over a very serious relationship yeah I think Roxy seems like a very um good match for Danny yeah yeah a very- more relaxed of someone who's good with their seems like they're good with communication and their emotions yes but someone who is not uptight and can balance standing out a bit yeah next storyline is alice and her new girlfriend okay i'm gonna say what i what i texted to people if i was trapped in someone's house for three days a grocery delivery order would be coming to the house because i'm very particular about my toothpaste Um, there is no way I could be away from my own home for that long without like packing accordingly. Um, because hell no, I don't even sleep in my contacts, let alone keep one in for three days. I also don't know. You're a grown woman. Speak up for yourself. (laughs) It's very weird. I just, this is also where the timeline stuff comes in. If if episode three was Angie starting classes for the first time, uh-huh. as two people who went through the American college university system, sure. classes start ballpark first week of September. Yeah. We'll just do it there. Yeah. Now we're at Halloween, October 31st. Yeah. Angie start, so has Alice and this woman been dating for a month? Did it, are we led to believe that it took a while for them to go on their first date? Possibly. That was another possibility. Time has never made sense in the show. So has Danny and Gigi been broken up for a month? Bet and Tina have been gone for a month and a week? We didn't have any Bet and Tina um, mentioned no in this episode, did we? Nope, no shots were taken. Wow. Okay. I don't know. There's not really a ton to say about Alice and her girlfriend. Just that they're cute. they're cute in an old people way. Yeah. Yes, they are. Like I don't hate it. I, I yeah. I don't find it incredibly boring, but I don't find it the most exciting. Like they were literally trapped in Alice's. Talk about a filler episode where they're trying to save money and they don't have. They didn't want a lot of set. They they were. Just, I mean, you were in every apartment this episode. But this is what I, that's true. And they had to build, well, Max, you know, they bring Max in, but uh, talk about Alice when Leisha said, I'm only in six minutes of an episode. Yeah. What? Leisha said that on pants. Oh, okay. It was like, oh, I feel like I'm only like in six minutes. And it's like, yeah, well, you were. Yeah. Um, Let's take a break and we'll come back. Yeah. So moving on to Tess and Shane. Ooh, I got a lot to say. You know, how many fucking times are we going to see this with Shane? She finds a supposed perfect match and a partner. And I will say for Shane, she's actually had some very good partners throughout the year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the People that were way above her station, right? Absolutely. And she just keeps fucking up. I don't like what the, how they wrote Tess, how she's so like, weird. Tess wouldn't do that. Yeah, it's just, 
And they're doing that to make, so so it seems like Shane has a reason to cheat. Yeah. Like there, there's the motive. Again, making up fake motives so characters can do shit. Yeah, I don't like it. Um, I don't think Kalani is a strong actor. I think they just say the lines in their monotone voice. <laughs> I don't have anything against Kalani as a person, just as an actor. I tried saying this to someone I know and I said I didn't really like their performance. And they were like, well, what about it exactly? And I was like, they just weren't giving a great, it wasn't great acting. I don't like, that's my opinion. I think with all of these guest stars, they're trying, they're, Marja, for all of the, for, for the lack of depth, depth that she put into her reoccurring characters, she's trying to make up for the money she's spending on Kilani and Fletcher and Justin Hartley's ex-wife who was on Selling Sunset, Chrishell. You know, who's like- that? Wait, who's uh, that? Come in, she's going to be on the L word. Wait, I don't even know what you're talking about. I saw it on, on Twitter today. Like, oh, I can't wait for that episode when we see um, Chrishell and some other person. What show are we watching? Exactly. Oh, God. This feels like- I don't even know. Not the L word. I'm not sure what show this is. We're just sick of Shane. She like, why? How did that make good television? I thought we were getting new, fresh, relatable storylines. Yeah, there's new stories to tell. Then why are we telling the same ones? I can tell you, me and my gay friend group ain't nothing like this. (laughs) Maribel and Micah, for once, like it wasn't a complete snooze fest for me, for them. No, that was the most entertaining part. Honestly, I was actually in this storyline that, you know, they're wanting to have a baby and they went to a Halloween party with um, uh, Maribel's, at Maribel's co-worker's house and Maribel's co-worker, Maribel's co-worker's partner is Max. Yes. That's how Max comes back into play here. They have Um, two kids. They have four kids four kids yeah they have four kids and I will say like bravo they did give Max some redemption in the end because when I think of Max I can only think of that very just humiliating episode when they have a baby shower for him it's just bad taste even for 09 bad taste the Willy Wonka, I just, yeah, it wasn't the move, but yeah. I really like, I really like the storyline that they're studying out. Finally, Marja can show that like a successful uh, queer couple with children. Yeah. When it serves her, she can show that. Yeah. Now she's the fucking hero. Repost that LA Times article one more fucking time with Daniel C, Marja Lewis Ryan, do it. She thinks that she just saved the LGBTQ community. She just saved it all. She just she just wrote the marriage act. Not that. She, she signed the bill, baby. She had one of those pens. She just made a new pride flag. That's what she just did. Girl, sit the fuck down. Her and her toddler looking ass. <laughs> disappointment 
Yeah, and so Angie and his professor, they're like, they're sneaking around. They got this little relationship going. Angie's lying to her roommate. Um, and then admits to her roommate that she's dating him. Again, Jordy, long gone, in the wind. Never, ever met her once. Don't know her. She did bring her up. Oh, did she? She said something about, like, my ex. Yeah. But again, I don't even remember that character now. Like, just... See ya. I, if if Caitlin and Phoebe didn't bring up the fact that Laurel's going to like yell at her at some point, I couldn't tell you that that was actually going to happen because when when is it happening? Yeah, what, where, I we're running out of episodes here for Angie to get in trouble with her moms over this. Yeah, and maybe it's not that. Maybe Angie does step into her whole phase, and that's what Tina's pissed about. But being a whole. Uh, I'd rather have her be a hoe and like date multiple people at this point than me dating her professor. What if she got pregnant? I already said that the wedding is in Tibet. It's Angie. <laughs> you didn't? You never? I remember you. I know. I think I blocked it out. <laughs> I said Marge just fucked up enough and be like, Angie's shotgun wedding. Good God. They wouldn't be happy being there doing that though. No. Also, like, what's the time jump for the wedding? Because, goddamn, what? Yeah. If, wait, 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 wait. This actually wouldn't work because of aging. But anyway, what if there's a time jump and it really isn't their wedding and it's Angie's wedding in like ten years? Maybe anything's possible on the airwaves. Dana Fairbanks apparently is coming back. The resurrection era. <laughs> there was a there was a ghost in the OG, so uh, you know, where's fucking Kit coming down from a cloud? Then yeah, if we're if we're digging up the Elward graveyard, we got a few people that need to come back. I'll watch the Jenny Schechter carnival scenes again. Yeah. So at the end of the episode, though, um, Maribel and Sophie do have a conversation about like their dad and his cheating and you know basically how they both need to get their acts together in their relationships like Sophie like needs to understand why there is this mistrust and that Maribel needs to stop being so like fucking uptight towards Micah who is probably the most patient character on the show Mm -hmm. and looks so cute in a little avocado costume yeah I think the, com- I, and I think their conversation that they had is like, I know it was really good in a sense of like, I sit and think all the time, like, I don't want to be my dad. Like, how do I not become my dad or even my mom? Like, how do you not become your parent? Because that's all you saw. I also wish, like, we finally get like a holiday episode, like this is Halloween and we did not get to see Bette Porter dressed up. It just so, I had so many good costume ideas in my head for her. It's just disappointing. This really yeah. could have been like a group episode, right? Like a lot like how the um Love Shack episode was. But oh absolutely. Bet and Tina off in the corner in their cute little costumes. Yeah. Everyone else doing their thing. And then we are getting a Thanksgiving episode. And guess what? It's going to have and Carrie is going to be in it. Carrie gets to be at Thanksgiving, but not Bet and Tina. Caitlin and Phoebe's prediction is that Tina comes back in episode eight 
mm-hmm. and confronts Carrie and has her blowout with Angie. Um, that's the prediction. I love that prediction. I love that for them and us. I can't even picture a world where Tina's in the episode and Beth's not. That would be a time. I, Jennifer really hightailed it out. She said, I'm going to go in the woods. She, she said, she's like that. She's like that ghost gif where the guy's <laughs> sitting there and then he's gone. She looks like a peace sign. She literally was just like, bye. Yeah, I'm out. I'm going to the woods. And it just, I just think so much about the, about the photo where she posted with, she was so excited for a season three. Yeah. And now there probably won't even be a season four. And it's never going to happen. So it's not even worth saying, but I'm going to say it anyways. Like the, the energy, the power that they could hold to do a Tibet spinoff would just be out of this world, just out of this world. It would be so successful. I would love it. It will never happen. No. I don't like that. The only thing that would happen is if Jennifer was the driver, because Laura will do anything for Jennifer. So if, if Jennifer said, I need you to come back to acting full time, Laura would say, I'm there. Be, see face. you in the morning. See your, you on set. <laughs> your face is like red yarn. All like, <laughs> and then we could do this. And then this would happen. Your eyes are so big. You're like, and this is going to be so great because Jennifer is going to tell Laura that she has to do it. All Jennifer has ever wanted is a great love story. And she finally got it. She finally got, they're finally in their redemption era and it's going to end. I just don't know if that's going to be enough for her. So I need her to get on board with this spinoff and I need her to bring Laurel right along with her. Well, in three years, we could have another reunion and Jennifer can be depressed and Laurel could be golden retriever and then we'll uh, roll on through. Yeah so frustrating yeah uh, what else happened in this episode i feel like n- nothing else happened in this episode it. that was it those are the highlights it was like 40 something minutes long and just i remember looking down and being like oh we're at four i was like oh we're at 43 minutes it's gonna end soon and then it ended i was like thank god no it, it was 52 minutes long it was oh, very, so with very little content <laughs> And I feel like the episodes where we did have Tibet, like throughout season one, two, and three, were like 42 minutes long. Yeah. Like, girl, this is like premium cable. We got time. You know, we're not selling ads here. And on another note, a league of their own still has not got renewed for season two. So, like, I know it's been four months. It's been four months since the show came out, which is the time. It took four months for the L word to get renewed. It's been four months. It did just get some nominations for I forgot what. Um, they did say they were working on season two. I don't know if they're working on season two in a sense of like they're hoping that it gets picked up or what. Um, but also the other optimistic thing I have holding on to is that the a League of Their Own social media accounts are very active all day. So why would Showtime pay someone to do that? Not Showtime, Amazon. Yeah, good point. I think also it might just be a scheduling conflict. The cast is very big and they all have a lot of projects going on. So I think it might be a matter of like, okay, well, when do we tie everyone down to shoot this? Yeah, because they started filming in the pandemic, like early on in the pandemic. Yeah, they did it when no one had anything to do and they were like in a deserted town. And yeah, it is, you're right. It's a very big cast. So 
Yeah, there's a lot of moving pieces. It's also, uh, you know, a time period piece. That's There's a lot of moving parts in it. I don't know anything about making television. So I really don't, I didn't mean that in a sarcastic way. So I have no idea. This is just speculation. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Um, yeah, so I guess we'll see what 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 up for this this episode five of season three. Of what the- was the oh, the preview did have a really good conversation of like Shane and Tess. I feel like they're gonna have like a really good heart to heart. Yeah. And then is Carrie bowling in this episode? We didn't get her in the preview, I don't think. Who knows? <laughs> Honestly, her and the plumber were kind of entertaining to me. So um on a totally separate, even more depressing note, the very famous DJ Twitch died by suicide today. Yes. And then I, wait, did, are you going to go into Rosie's TikTok about it? Did, I was just going to say that as an individual who works as a therapist, I wanted to make it clear that if you are struggling with depression thoughts of suicide, wanting to end your life, please, please, please call 988 if you are in the U.S. as a national line. Um, There will be a live person on the other end that you can talk to and who can help you. Um, I can't speak for any other country on what your 988 is, but please, please, please Google suicide resources, whatever you got to do. But there are options. 98 is also a text line. So you can text if you're not comfortable making a phone call, which many people aren't. So thank you. That's good information. What did Rosie have to say? God, Rosie also thinks Casey Anthony is, is innocent. So I can only imagine. So I didn't watch the whole, I didn't watch the original TikTok, but someone was basically saying that the, that it being a suicide is suspicious and that there is a secret organization out there killing people in Hollywood. So then Rosie, I don't know how, I think Rosie stitched that one, but then someone commented on it. I didn't watch the stitch. And then Rosie posted another video to a comment and she was saying, there's no secret group out there killing people in Hollywood. Okay. She went on this whole rant. So somehow someone started, it started with a conspiracy theory video that I believe Rosie stitched that someone then commented on that then she made another post about. Okay. Because a lot of people are saying that it's, that um, it doesn't seem like it was a suicide. They think there was foul play. Hmm. But here's the deal. Depression does not discriminate. It doesn't matter how much money you have. It doesn't matter how happy you appear. It doesn't matter how big your support system is. It is a very, very deadly disease and it's all up here in the mind. So yeah, you can't, you, you know, no one's, no one, no one's face reads suicidal. No. Or depressed. No. So again, if you're in the U.S., 988, text or call. Um, That's it. That is it. We're going to end this episode. Yep. Hope everyone's a great weekend. Yeah. We'll be back next week with more thrilling updates and another review. (laughs) Yep. And the episode comes out tomorrow night. So So this has been All Things Podcast. I'm Brittany. I'm Francesca. See you next week.